East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future-proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff, programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College. Business Bites. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the East Durham College Business Bites podcast. My name's Sarah Jolly and I'm the Business Development Manager here at East Durham College. And today I'm joined by Leanne Russell. She is our Industry Placement Officer for Care. Thanks for joining us today, Leanne. Thank you for having us. It's nice to see you. Is this your first podcast? It is my first ever podcast, yes. Well, this is very exciting. It is. Very exciting. And for our listeners, Leanne, who have never met you before, do you want to tell them a little bit about you and your background? So, my background is actually not in FE. My background is in early years education. Um, I wanted to be an English teacher in Germany to primary ed. Um, I did A-levels and then went into college to do a childcare qualification and ended up never leaving. I fell in love with early years and that's where I stayed. So I've worked in three settings across my career. The last setting I was in before coming here, I was there for 11 years as manager and Senko and it got to the point where I need a new challenge. Um, and I knew about East Durham College because I did my degree here with the partnership working with Sunderland Uni and I happened to see the post come up and it's in the sector that I'm passionate about and I was like what's better than being in the future of the career that I've spent so long doing myself so then I ended up applying and was very lucky enough to get the role. Fantastic. How long have you been here? Nearly three years Um, and what they loved about me and my past is I was the employer that students would be going to work for so I knew what it takes to be a good student and that's basically why I am in the role that I'm in now. Yeah, it really does help you, I think, it does. doing that role, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. So let's get down to all of the questions because we've got a lot of questions today. Yes. It's yes, exciting, yeah. but I'm excited to find out all about what you do. And and I think it feels like a bit of an education for our listeners as well because I think your title, Industry Placement Officer, does give us a bit of a uh, an insight into what we think you do. But actually, I know from seeing your day-to-day running around and how busy you are, this is, um, like you say, it's a real passion for you. And, it and, it's, and it's excellent that you are really invested in this. So we do know, obviously, that placements are a crucial part of our students' um, coursework. It's yes. part and parcel of it. Um, so do you want to give us, um, I guess, how these placements are made? What elements are included when our students do go out to placements within the care industry? Right. In the care industry, so I encompass childcare and health and social care, both. And this year I'm looking at around 200 placements for 200 students. And that is all the way from level one, all the way up to level three, T-level. And I've got support and teaching and learning students on a night time. So our adult learners who do the part-time courses, those are in my remit as well. Um mandatory is the word I would use. So when it comes to our courses, they have their core units, their knowledge part, but they also have the mandatory element of placement. So without the placement part, they can't pass their qualifications. Each course, each qualification have their own hourly remit. So every course has an assigned amount of hours to them. It's my job to match the student in the correct placement to get the the right experience for them to pass their qualification. 
Perfect. So quite a lot of, of planning on your side. A lot of planning, yes, because we need to make sure that it's not just a good fit for our student, but it's a good fit for the employer. Yeah. And I guess that leads me to my next question really quite well, actually, because I can imagine there are a lot of processes and procedures that need to be followed, especially within this particular industry. So what, what does that kind of look like for you? So first of all, it starts with the employer. Um, I will have a meeting with them. And it's basically a get to know session. I get to know them, what works for them, what they want from a student. Do they want to start with level one or because of the level of their business, their nature, do they need to aim for the higher levels? Because we're looking at maybe some primary schools. Um, they would be more, far more suited to the students who want to go on to primary education rather than somebody who wants to work in early years. It's the same in the care sector. If you're looking at somebody who wants to be in a nursing route, you're looking at your specialist areas for nursing, you've got to work with them. So first of all, they have a meeting with me. They can come into college or we can do it online or I can go out to Seton. Um, and we find out all about them and they get to know me and how I work. So once they decide that is right for them, then I match them to a student. But while all that is going on with the employer... In-house, I also have processes to go through with the student. So because we are in the care sector, every single one of our students has to have an enhanced clear DBS. They cannot go into placement without it. And that is for us and for the employer. In the care sector, no matter which level you're working at, no matter which end of it, you have to know that your student is appropriate to be in that environment and the employers need that reassurance as well and need that knowledge. So while all that's happening with the employer, on the other side... With the students, I'm getting them all through the enhanced DBS and nobody gets signed off placement until I've seen that DBS physically myself and I can see that they're suitable for placement. Then what I do is I make the match between the student and the employer. Um, I do recommend that employers keep a student file in-house. I ask all students to take their DBS and their student ID, sentence photocopy it and put it in the student file. Ongoing in that student file will be progress report. But then if anybody was to come out for CQC or Ofsted, as, a, as an employer, you're securing the knowledge that that person's suitable to be with you. Yeah, and that's, and that's hugely important, isn't it? It's safeguarding everybody. It's safeguarding us as a provider of education. It's safeguarding them as a provider of placement. It's safeguarding our student that we know that everybody is safe around the table. Yeah, and I, I can imagine that, you know, it takes an, an enormous amount of, of organisation, Leanne, on, on your part to make sure. It, it feels like when you've got the level of placement numbers that you've got, you know, you mentioned before, you know, up to 200 people who are going into placements within these sectors, that's a huge amount of numbers. Um, do you get some days where you just sometimes don't know what day of the week it is? Yes, there's no lying, there's no hiding it. Um, some days I'm just going to embrace my grey hair. There's no other <laughs> way to say it. Um, but yes, but I'm very, very organised in my approach. Um, with the hourly requirements, I work with the higher hours first and then I filter it down to the, to the least amount of hours so I know everybody's getting a placement at the right time. But yes, it is quite stressful, especially in the climate that we're in at the moment. We have set and shutting down in early years because it's not financially viable to stay open anymore with what's happened after the pandemic and with government funding. We have care homes and nursing centres at the moment that are shutting down because we are getting to the time of year again where COVID is spreading. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the residents in there are vulnerable, so they've got to do the right thing by their residents and keep them safe. Yeah, can you imagine that's an enormous challenge right now? Because it is. I think it's it's very um, apparent that COVID hasn't disappeared. No, it hasn't. And I know a lot of people think, yes, it's, the situation's a lot better and compared to what it is, a lot better. Um, but our care settings 
are full of vulnerable people. At the end of the day, if that was our relatives in there, we would want that setting to do everything they possibly could to keep them safe. So I completely work with my employers basically on a one-to-one basis of how are we doing? Are you still accepting? I've got something that said, actually, can we put it off till after Christmas? I'm like, that's fine. Because obviously I've got to respect them at the end of the day because they they are helping us for the future. So yes, it's working with everybody on an individual basis. So yes, yeah. days can be stressful. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there really about their time and investment in the future workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's massively crucial, not just from our students' point of view, because as you've mentioned, it is a mandatory part of their course. But I think as an employer, you know, us to be able to help them, we know that recruitment's tough in, yeah. in every industry yeah. at the moment, certainly not just in the industry we're talking about today. Um, but also, if they can see that they are getting some brilliant placements through, because I know you have a lot of businesses that you've worked with time and time again, don't you? Yeah, re- repeatedly. I've got some core businesses that... What they put into our students is fundamentally amazing. There's no other way to say it. Um, and because I've got that relationship with them over the three years I've worked with them here, we've built up a really strong connection straight away. Um, I am who I am. I say things like they are. And they really, really appreciate it because they know they're not getting anything. They're getting the real factual information of what's happening at the minute. And with me having the relationship with my employers, I can match students to settings based on what their requirements are. Yeah, and, that's, and that again, that I guess that's... a. Uh, it's beneficial for both the employer and the student. Exactly. You know, um, which I think is a super important thing to to emphasise. Now, I'm just thinking from a business point of view, if we are, obviously we're chatting about this today and a business listens to this podcast and they haven't even thought of having a placement, yeah. they don't know the ins and outs of it, they don't really know how it works, they're not sure if it's for them or not. What What kind of advice would you give them about taking on a placement? Well, businesses as a rule have a networking around them they they talk to other businesses of the same caliber um i would always recommend talking to somebody who may have already hosted um or may have already had experience of that pre-pandemic i mean we have some businesses that haven't taken on after everybody goes with their own policies and procedures and um, but definitely speak to other people who you may know that have hosted students or please get in touch with me um, i'm more than happy to come out and have a meeting with new businesses and basically go through what it entails to host a placement the mentoring role um, I'm quite handy with giving out a lot of information for different courses. So I will tell you what's required of a level one, what's required of level two. I won't hide anything. I would like you to have, as a, as a business, have all of the information present and make that informed decision whether it's right for you or not. Yeah, and I think that's the only way to approach it, isn't it? Yeah, completely. Um, now, just thinking of, obviously, some of the placements in your three years here, I know you've been working with um, an enormous amount of students that you've placed over that time. Um, obviously, we've seen how they can map out their careers um, obviously during their placements because we have seen some of our wonderful students become employed by some of those places, yeah. which is amazing. Um, just how successful can this be as a student to to take on this placement and really progress your career pathway? Amazing, amazingly successful. So last year, our level threes who left the course, one went on her desired degree at university for primary ed. The rest of them were actually employed by their placement. They'd been with them for two years. They'd homegrown that member of staff and they didn't want to let them go. There's no other way to say it. The employer did not want to let them go. And as soon as they'd finished their hourly requirement, they were handed a contract of employment. One of my settings even took on three students. Three students from the wow. year group into one setting because, wow. like you say, they're crying out for staff at the moment in different settings. But yeah, they took on three. So one girl who I'm particularly proud of at the moment, she deferred her university place for nursing because using her placement experience and using contacts she'd met, she actually secured a job against 200 applicants 
for an HCA role. There was 200 applicants. She was one of 38 interviews. And as a fresh out of college, level three student, she secured that position. Um, the feedback from my interview was amazing. There was actually a patient in the interview to ask questions. And he said he would love for her to be part of his care team. How amazing. As a placement officer, I am not going to lie, I'm having a proud mommy moment right now. Like, I'm so proud of her. So she secured the job as an HCA against all of the other applications. And she's going to work for six to 12 months doing a job that she's loving and passionate about. And she's going to do a nurse and apprenticeship through the NHS Trust. And So she's not going to have all that debt? No, her mum rang me and said, is this correct, Leanne? Is she, could she go to uni, accrue all this debt and get a qualification? Or could she do the job she's trained for with a college qualification, a job she loves and is passionate about, and then do a degree in-house, also getting paid the wage that she's on as an HCA? I was like, yes, there's no other way to say it. Um, so that is what she's doing now. That's absolutely outstanding. And and I guess, you know, just just thinking of how you, you've told that story um, and thinking of the amount of people you've had through placements, you obviously get the privilege of watching some of these young people massively grow within oh, their so. placements. I mean, um, have you got some more examples of where you've seen somebody maybe almost turn from that classic caterpillar to a butterfly? Yes, one springs to mind straight away. So obviously I haven't been here as long as some members of staff, but I had a student who on my first day in this job role, um, met me with a firm handshake and said, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm going to be a paramedic. Black and white, simple as that. And I was like, okay. Um, then I found out the background that the student had started at a level one. Right. A level one and a level two. Started at level three during the COVID pandemic, but she was determined. She knew what she wanted to do. With her being the age that she was, because she started at level one, she was a bit more mature learner. I knew that she would gain the skills and flourish more in her confidence and have that back up to that conviction if I got her in the right placement. So I managed to secure a placement in a private hospital, right? Um, which was a bit of a stretch during the COVID pandemic, but we did all policies and procedures. We did what they wanted us to do, as we do, um, and she did it. She went in, and seeing her every week was one of my highlights while she was here, because every week she had a different story of what she'd been doing. She witnessed a surgery. She witnessed a hip and knee replacement. She'd been in a chemotherapy unit, supporting people who have chemo, and the skills and the confidence it gave her. So for that whole year that she was in that placement, she just built and built and built and built and she was just a phenomenal, phenomenal, well-rounded student by the end. She really, really took all that on board to go to university to do a paramedic science degree. Fantastic. I mean, you know, we are privileged, I think, working in our further education establishment here at East Durham to see some absolutely wonderful students go on and to be hugely successful. Um, and I think your job role really allows you to be really close to some of the great successes that we've had over the years and you know I know how passionate you are about your students I and I know they're really grateful to have you as their placement officer because of of the hard work and effort that you put in as well so that's absolutely amazing um, and I think you know from our point of view we should be really proud of the fact that we've got somebody like you in the right role for you because oh, it sounds like you are absolutely so suited to this role I mean do, would you ever see yourself doing anything else Leanne? No not at the moment um they are our future workforce. I mean, obviously, childcare is very, very important to me. It is what I did for so many years. Um, but also the healthcare sector has been massively important to me in a personal sense as well. So to be able to be firsthand involved in the future of that career is amazing. Seeing them flourish, seeing them go into those roles. We know there's career gaps. That's the whole point of some of these courses is to fill them. 
Um, but the fact that I get to witness it firsthand and see them start and see where they grow to and then then they'll get in touch with me a few months down the line. Leanne, I'm loving uni, it's great, I'm doing this. Leanne, I'm doing this in my job role. I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud mummy. Yeah, well, they should be equally proud to have you as their placement officer because it sounds like it's a match made in heaven, really. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's been absolutely brilliant no, to it's hear. Been, been lovely. Everything about what you do because it sounds like it is full on, but it sounds like it's something that you absolutely love and who doesn't want to be in a job that they don't love? Exactly. So... But if you would like more information about our placements in care here at East Durham College, just drop us an email at business at eastdurham.ac.uk. And thanks so much for listening today. And if you would like to get our next episode straight to your feed, just give us a follow. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business.